Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. Happy New Year. I was uh, told by the organist in First Lutheran, I'm a little slow, uh, was telling me that this year will be a good year for vision. And I said, why? And she said, well, it'll be 2020. So, and if you were wondering who I was rooting for yesterday on the uh, World Junior Hockey Championship, uh, I was rooting for Canada. I am a Canadian. But this morning I haven't found out who Team Finland, if they beat the Swedes or not. So let's hope that uh, Finland won this morning. I don't know. And if they did, the other thing I always say is how sweet it would be. We are using setting 10 uh, for this today's Sunday, second Sunday of Christmas, and I invite now all who are able as we stand and turn to the order of confession and forgiveness. Is there an announcement? Sorry. Yep. For anybody who wanted an update on shared ministry, I'll be in the Kottmeyer room after the service. Basically, it's same time, same place, same pastor at a much uh, reduced cost. So if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. I'll be in a Kottmeyer room after the service. Anybody still have room for a poinsettias? Feel free after the service. Thank you. grandchildren are starting to listen to various um, music. And they don't like some of the things that we sing here in church, and I need to remind them that the particular hymn that we just sung, Love of the Father's Love Begotten, is, was first sung way back in the 13th century, and we're still singing it today. And the hymns that we sing in sacred songs outlast many of the modern songs that some of the young people sing and say, well, what are you singing? Well, we're singing things that will last for eternity. You might know the story of the uh, two siblings. Older one looks at the younger one and is asking, what are you drawing? And as we heard in the uh, gospel, no one has ever seen God. And the youngster is saying to the older one, well, I'm drawing a picture of God. To which the older one says, you're crazy. No one knows what God looks like. To which the younger one says, after I'm finished drawing this, they all will know what God looks like. I don't like to do it. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking the same way when I look at the lovely Christmas tree, the poinsettias, and everything else. And in our house, before we... Um, take everything down. We have a few friends and family coming over today, but tomorrow my wife here and I will start to take the decorations off our Christmas tree and the lights down. And we try to leave everything up until January the 6th, which begins the Epiphany season. I find it sad, and I think a lot of others do see it's sad to see the 
joyous season of Christmas come to an end. And I think already many are experiencing what they call the post-Christmas blues. Presents have been opened, Christmas decorations are being taken down, and that special, if you want to say, mystical feeling of the Christmas season, well, it's all just a memory. And now, if you're like me, we must face the realities of winter, especially if you don't get to go south with its cold, dark days. January, well, it's the time of the year when bills from our December shopping must be paid. I was kind of amused, but it was true, a cartoon that was showing the old man of 2019 and he's dumping all the December bills upon the 2020 baby. (laughs) Yet in these dark days of winter comes the message that we heard from the Gospel of John. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness of winter cannot and will not overshadow the light of Christ, even though we are facing the realities of a cold January and February staring us right in the face. As for me, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ has always, always brought hope and newness in my life, even when bad weather, bad news, troubling situations are trying to depress me. My faith allows me always, always to look at a glass filled halfway with water and I see it as half full, half full instead of half empty. These past few days, there's been some good days and I've taken advantage of it. I go for a walk with our dog, my wife, and when I walk around, it kind of start to think about it and reminds me that, you know, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we reached the winter solstice. And now the days are getting longer instead of shorter. And before you know it, spring will be here, and the cold days of winter will be long forgotten. Good news. Good news has always been proclaimed by our God to people who walk in darkness. And we do live in a society where there are many who like to concentrate on the negative rather than the positive. It is easier to complain than to give praise. Instead of seeing good, we see bad. We look to find what is wrong than what is good. Where is the hope of tomorrow and the joy of today that we can reap? And I really think that many have left the hope of tomorrow and the joy of today somewhere back in the warm days of summer. Do not the words found in the gospel lesson spoken for today shed some light into our lives? We're ending the Christmas season, which is why today we are singing and hearing Christmas hymns in our worship. Christmas has always, always been a 12-day celebration. And the birth of our Savior is something that is worth celebrating not only 12 days, but all year long. 
Tomorrow, yes, we're having a lessons and carol service here as we begin the days of Epiphany. It is in Epiphany that we will walk with Christ and see and hear of the things he did when he journeyed here on earth. And our faith will allow us to experience the Epiphany within our own lives. And we will once again begin to realize that this infant whose birth we celebrated over 12 days is no mere mortal, but also a god. That's a mystery. Not just a mortal, but also a god. And that is the mystery of our faith. We have a loving God who became human, like one of us, a person who brought healing, love, new life, forgiveness to a world plagued with sin. And in our days of Epiphany, the days will grow longer and the sunshine will grow warmer than what we experience now. And there are good things to be done and seen if only we want them to happen. The writer of John states, and I like that phrase, we have seen his glory. The glory which surrounds Christ is greater and eternal. It will last forever and is far different than any human glory that we can find. I'll never forget, I received hockey tickets to the old Maple Leaf Gardens. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced watching a hockey game in Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens. And of course, I took my son Matthew, and I thought he would be so impressed to see the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that I truly love. He couldn't care less. He didn't want to see the Toronto Maple Leafs. He wanted to see the Los Angeles Kings. My son was so excited at not seeing the Toronto Maple Leafs play, but rather he was going to watch the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And he was just beside himself as he saw him skating around the ice. He couldn't believe it. Well, we saw his glory, which is now vanishing into hockey history. My son has been long married now, and he has children who are getting older, and they love watching hockey. And they have new heroes, but none of them are Wayne Gretzky. They don't even know who he is. His glory has gone. The glory of Jesus Christ, it continues to shine in every generation as it shines in ours right now. And each Sunday, we Christians who are here today, we come to behold and see his glory, the glory of Jesus Christ. And because of it, our lives are daily transformed, and the darkness of this world will never, ever overcome the light and glory of Jesus Christ. Behold the glory of Jesus Christ. It will last forever. Amen. Amen.